everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. This is really fun. We are here to talk with more of our Hallmark writers and we love talking to the Hallmark writers. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Dory's here. Hi everyone. And we have writers Julie Kim and Karine Marwood here and they have written a couple of different Hallmark (laughs) Uh, scripts and including the most recent mix up in the Mediterranean and we really enjoyed that film so we thought it'd be fun to have you on and get to hear about your stories and how you come up with your work and thank you so much lady for joining us on the podcast oh thank you so much for the invite that was so sweet of you guys (laughs) yeah we're so excited yeah thank you thank you yeah so uh what we like to do is we like to start out finding out about your inspiration how you became decide to become writers and but in this case we also kind of want to know how did the two of you end up working together because i think all of your projects you've done together and so yeah. i don't julie what about you why don't you introduce yourself sure you- i'm julie kim and um i actually always love film just like Crenate has and so we've always had a passion for watching movies and I think one day we just thought we could probably write something and we just decided that let's just like buckle down and Crenate actually was the one who said um, because we've known each other since high school so that's why we kind of finish each other's sentences sometimes <laughs> and we've written skits you know all through high school and and so I think when we actually had um had the chance because Karine had said that she knew of this screenwriting course why don't we take it and so we just took it one weekend because we didn't even know the format of how to write a screenplay like when we wrote the cover page I think our font was huge and I think you know everything about the formatting was all wrong because it was so new to us because we never studied that in school so because our background was in science Karine had computer science I had life sciences so it just didn't we love film and we loved writing together we just didn't we just didn't know the other part of it. I could have written a scientific report and Karina probably could have written some sort of computer programming of something, but it was just something that we just had a passion for. And that's how it all started. Yeah. You were just like in regular word or regular, not in final draft or anything like that. Yeah. 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 We did. We did get final draft because um, we didn't actually start writing until we went on that screenwriting course or the seminar. And so uh, the, off there I guess the professor was saying you know there are different tools that you can purchase and didn't I win some kind of raffle or something I think I I wanted the final draft software or the initial one that um, that he was giving out and so that's that's what we started with was final draft but it was a really good we tool. love final draft <laughs> like not not that we have investment yeah. <laughs> no stuff well, Karina, what about you? How did you kind of get started? Was this, is kind of the same process? And how did you two originally meet? So we met in high school. We we oh, went wow. in in, uh, in, uh, in Thornhill, which is just you know the the suburbs of Toronto. And um, we, as Julie mentioned, we used to write French skits together because here we're bilingual country. We do everything in French and English, so we would write French skits, and we just loved the process. And over the years, you know, we, we were roomies at uh, university and we were BFFs. And again, as Julie mentioned, we would go to the movies together. And then we said one day, like, why don't we just do something and, and try, try, our, try this craft? I personally always wanted to be a writer, but my dad was an engineer and coming from like an immigrant family, it was very much 
you know, follow the sciences, pursue the sciences. There's more money in the sciences, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, more opportunities. And so I sort of parked my, my love of writing, but even through university, I would take uh, English courses as my electives and I would write and it was just something fun. And Julie was a really good writer too. And we just had sort of a similar voice. And, um, and so we did, we just continued writing um, when we went on the screenwriting course and then we entered some screenwriting competitions and we actually won one of them. So that's what gave us, it fueled us sort of that encouragement that, wait a minute, we, we might have a chance here. Because in, in the seminar we took, they said that it's really hard to get a screenplay actually produced. Everyone has the dream or the desire, but really it's only 1% we were told of scripts that ever really get made. And that's such a low percentage. So, we're, you know, the odds were stacked against us, especially since we, um, you know, we never studied it in school. We didn't have a network to even draw upon to help us. So, um, so yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, I think the thing that we always thought was, well, it was 1%, but, and that was the professor telling us this, but we thought, well, at least some movies get made. So we want to be part of that 1%. Like we don't want to be no, part of the 99%. Thought. So yeah. <laughs> we just thought we'll do it. And, you know, they always say like, do something that you have fun doing and we're always cracking up like when we write and when we we write terrible things or you know and if it's if it's have if it's a hard like day because we're stuck then we know that we're not writing it properly and if it's easy then we know okay we're on the right track so yeah, if it writes itself we know we're on the right track and we have a passion for it so yeah. i think in this business you have to have you know thick skin you have to be okay rejection yeah rejection 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 um and, and just have the passion and which will fuel the perseverance and patience and also some luck and being in the right place sometimes at the right time. Yeah, so. but I think the, the bottom line is you have to have a strong script. I mean, we, we knew that it, it's, you know, you can have luck, you can have all of that, you can have the background and everything. But if, if the script needs work, like somebody will tell you. And so you have to listen to the you know, constructive criticism as well as, you know, the things they like, the things that you need, even if you love a certain character, you might have to kill them off. You know, that's just the process, right? You know, so, you go at the door. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. That is just a great story. I love the fact that you met in high school and that you're still BFFs and, <laughs> and even after working together, you're still BFFs, which is not easy to do sometimes. <laughs> well, right, it's, right. it's yeah, it's tough too because Karina is not a night person. And so I always know we've written too long, too when her left eye twitches or shuts down. And then you know, you know, okay, we better, we better stop. Like we gotta, we gotta take it easy. And I'm not a morning person. Like we're yeah. like the complete. So yeah. So we we find a balance somehow. You almost have to, right? In a writing team, you have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we write every word together. So yeah. Um, we even like write emails that. together. We write like, we write like just regular notes to people together. It's really, it's really obsessive. Very collaborative, very collaborative. Yeah. And, and when I, you know, when I joked and said you park egos out the door, I think that's very important. So, you know, we'll, we'll throw out a, a line or an idea and, and I can always tell if it's good because Julie immediately will say, yeah, I like that, put it down or, mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, maybe not. Um, and vice versa. So, so yeah. we, we work well together. So far it's worked. We've done um, Love Blossoms uh, for, for Hallmark and Mix Up in the Mediterranean, which we're so proud about. And we're so happy to be part of the Hallmark family now. And <laughs> we, we, love, we love everything that Hallmark represents. And um, we're just really happy to see, you know, to be part of the new direction that it seems to be going in as well. So. You ever have where the one person writes something you're like, oh yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> you you have to because it might it might just be a really I don't know a bad line or a bad something. But more often than not, usually we're on the same page. Like sometimes we'll think of it at the same time. We'll be like, oh, yes, oh, and you don't even say words. It's just expressions, you know. And it's just, I think it's part of it is because we've known each other for so long. And usually the things that make her laugh make me laugh too. And it was the same in high school. Like we clicked right away. I think we met in art class, actually, not in, in um, yeah. English or French. It was an art class. And clearly we go the art route. Like we're not, you know, we're not going to be the next artists. But we, we still had fun even then. And I think that's what kept us going, like our friendship and moving on to you know, mo moving on to even being together in, in like university as well. So it's just, it's just one of those things that was very seamless. And you know, cause everyone's met people who you click right away. And mm -hmm. that's, that's been us since day one. Mm -hmm. And that's we formed great. our own um, production company um, shortly after we, we won one of those screenwriting competitions. So it's uh, Skyward Productions, S-K-Y-W-O-R-D. We thought we were very clever with the oh, word. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, it's it's been good so far. Yeah, that's been, great. It's quite an adventure. <laughs> love it. I love that. Uh, so with Love Blossoms, how did you even become involved in Hallmark or have the idea of writing a Hallmark movie or how, how did that all happen? Well, with Love Blossoms, it was actually formerly called Heaven Sent. Again, wordplay S-C-E-N-T. Um, so we had perfume. actually, yeah, because of yeah. the perfume, but we had actually written that script um, prior to Hallmark getting on board. So it wasn't developed in tandem with Hallmark. We had written a full on, a fully fledged, fleshed out a, a script. Um, and then our producers, uh, Leif and Agnes Bristow, uh, read it and we had they wanted a writing sample another writing sample from us and when we sent that to them they're like oh my gosh we love this script um, so they thought it would be great for Hallmark and sure yeah. enough when Hallmark read it they they loved it and they you know had to change the title we had to modify it a little bit because um, to make it a bit more Hallmark friendly so um, that's how Love Blossoms came to be and we're so excited this is a little off topic but uh, <laughs> We're so excited because the two leads, Chantal Vincent and Victor um, uh, Wester, fell in love yeah. on and off set. And we recently heard that they got engaged. Yay, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we played Cupid a little bit, we'd like to think. Yeah. Uh, you know, in our yeah. falling in love. So we just love little things like that when they happen because we love rom-coms. We're romantics at heart. So when it translates, you know, off the page into real life too, it's, it's, just, it's heartwarming. I was going to ask have you about to that. Feel, you have to feel pretty <laughs> excited that your words helped them fall in love a little bit. Oh, we, like <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> that's how I yep. interpret it because I love love blossoms. So that's, <laughs> you? Oh, 
how I feel. I'm like, oh, <laughs> they fell in love reading those beautiful words. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think being in Belgium probably helped a little too. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> pretty, pretty scenic there. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah if, if they want to name their children after us, we're, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even their dog. Yeah, if you're listening, Victor and Chantel, <laughs> which I'm sure you are. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I really, really think they did the script proud and they brought the characters to life. And, um, you know, we, it's funny because Julie and I never liked, um, like we're not, we, we weren't really into perfume. We're not really the people who wear and try all the latest perfumes. Um, but we are very intrigued with the process of perfume making. So, um, the science behind it and all of that, that's, that's what sort of inspired that script. So, um, well, cause Karina actually went to grass, which is, I guess the perfume capital of the world in France. And she got to see some of the some of the the ways that they kind of developed their yeah. own perfumes and they were actually because they were supposed to make a perfume right molinard they, they were they were molinard um so some of the oldest perfumeries in the world are there in grass france and this particular um perfumery molinard makes it uh, or or made a perfume for queen victoria oh. and when we met with them um again and we were pitching the script way back then before hallmark came on board we we were like um wouldn't it be neat if we had a perfume premiering uh, with the movie and have the actress, you know, promote it? And so, like, we saw these visions of what it could be. Um, so that was really neat. But seeing the perfumery, like, in process, it sort of inspired the next version that became Love Blossoms. So it was really a fruitful Yeah, Jonathan show. Wright and the producers, everybody did such a great job on that because you really felt that that heart of it as well. So it, it just, we really, we really, really enjoyed watching it as well. Yeah, very great. I was going to ask what your um, research process was like for that. So that's really cool that you actually got to go and see live and in person. I mean, I was wondering if you like just did a bunch of internet research and watched videos, but it's <laughs> it's so nice that you got a full, like a more immersive it's, it's experience. Yeah, like we actually met a proper chef for Mix Up in the Mediterranean, who I think you still have his book, right? Like he lent a book, I think, but um, yeah. cooking book. Yeah. yeah, he was participating in the uh, Culinary Olympics. So, um, sorry, we're switching. The real one. Yeah. Up in the Mediterranean, but, but yeah, the process is a lot of Wikipedia, a lot of Googling. Um, you know, we start there. And then we'll dive deeper into, like Julie said, we'll talk to a chef if we're doing a, a cooking movie. Um, I mean, I happen to be going to the south of France. And so I planned the side trip to bring work into it, uh, to do the perfume research. And it just adds a level of richness and depth that, you know, you can't put everything into the movie because like you'd also don't want to lose your audience with too much of the science. So it is a fine balance of, how much science, how much of the actual world that we're trying to create do you put well, because, into the script? Yeah, because ultimately it's still a love story regardless of what it is. So you, you can't forget that. With Hallmark movies, you have to fall in love with the characters and you have to you know, fall in love with all of it. So you know, we, we, we understand that. It's not that we're just gonna throw at you know, all sorts of scientific 
you know, scientific gobbledygook, you know, we're going to do other things as well. So, well, and I guess there must really be people who have the like super sense. Oh, can, like, sure. the Karina herself palette. does. <laughs> I actually do. When I was younger, um, we used to get the National Geographic magazines way back when they would deliver it to your home. Um, and there was a, a test in there and I did the test and then the results and you mail it in. And then the, the results came back saying that I had like a near canine sense of smell. <laughs> so, and, and I've been there where she'll say, wait a minute, did somebody have some vanilla or something? Like, it's the weirdest thing. Like you can yeah. see that she just, she's like, someone put something in this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm as good as the, the nay or the noses that they're called, right? Where they, they can like blend and create perfumes. I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm anywhere near to that, but um, I can, I can smell different notes and I'm like a centrifuge machine. I'm sure my nose can detect different scents. We can only use it for good. Yeah. (laughs) That is amazing. Near canine is, I mean, that's pretty intense. That's awesome. So, so you when you're around me no I'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) I love that um but but speaking of the perfume did you like you said you weren't really perfume people necessarily but after you wrote that movie and got the experience of like seeing how it's made do you have a new appreciation for fragrance and do you have any favorites personally I don't think we have a new appreciation for it. That's for sure. Because it's so layered, right, Julie? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And even, well, I was going to say, sorry, I was going to say even like how it smells different on different people. So that was something new. We were just like, what? You just spray it and that's it. And I think part of the reason why a lot of times we personally don't spray it. Well, I mean, she has her canine senses, but also (laughs) I think because a lot of places you go to, you're not allowed to wear any sense yeah, fragrance free schools it's it you know but the smell of things we we both enjoy like different because uh, you even brought some samples back I think from Moulinard right I did, I did think know. I like yeah. I'm not a big perfume person now but I do like that extreme vanilla smell that um it's the French perfume just at uh Sephora <laughs> Sephora <laughs> The famous Sephora. <laughs> you went to the oldest perfumery <laughs> in France. <laughs> so you're going to Sephora. It's from France. It's extreme. It's called extreme vanilla, and it just reminds me of like a bakery and like cake. <laughs> cupcakes. Just go to your kitchen cabinet. You could just like. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's what I use now. I, like I'll spray it on, and, and my daughter and my niece are like, "Oh, it smells like cupcakes." So I think I just like you know getting a rise out of the kids and. I don't know. But anyway, Love do you have it. a favorite, Julie? You know, it's funny because I, I did for a little bit. I got a little sample of um, Estee Lauder. I think it's called Passions or something. And I just dabbed a little bit. But, you know, it's funny when I've seen TV shows or in the movies, you know, they spray it. They go. Yes. Like, and that shocked me because I was yeah. just putting like a little, <laughs> you know, just to have a little scent of something. I It just it was it was surprising. That's all, you know, but. But well, again, I, I think there's the pulse points that we learned in our research, right? right? Where it's like on the wrist, just on the side, the, yeah, dab, yeah. just the dab. Why would you guys have favorites? You must have favorites. Yeah, I have um, J'adore. The oh. um, I have, oh. I have that. I don't wear it very often. I mean, I hardly leave my house these days, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but I also have the Celine Dion perfume. I mean, I've had a bottle of that for like for years. Because <laughs> you just use so little. But the one thing I don't like is when you have the kind of the bath and body works, you smell like a fruit salad. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't know why anybody ever thought that wearing cucumber, cucumber melon. <laughs> I don't want to smell like cucumber. I think it's a <laughs> smell. Maybe it's the small, the spa smell. You know where they put the cucumbers in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so that's just that's the only kind of strong opinions I have on perfume. Now, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, uh, Dory? Um, there's a company called Ellis Brooklyn that I really like, and they have. I basically got like a little sampler kit of theirs for like 20 bucks. And I loved every single fragrance in there, oh. um, which That's shocked good. me. Cause I'm not really a huge perfume either. And I like more like subtle mm. scents, but man, these were so good. Um, so everyone check out Ellis Brooklyn. They're great. <laughs> You're going to think we're like uh, plugging and promoting. I know. We'll, we'll take a bag. <laughs> They're not a sponsor, but I highly recommend. That's we're ready really if you nice. want. If we, we'll, we'll do a great job. <laughs> <Sponsor>. Totally. <laughs> I think totally. Walmart come up with a perfume line. Here we go. There. They're so yeah. nice. oh, I'm surprised they honestly haven't done that. I am too. I'm surprised they haven't. Yeah. A natural fit really good with love blossoms especially mm-hmm. i think it's been so cool to see well you like all it. the holidays you could especially christmas yes. you yeah. could have all kinds of christmasy <laughs> perfumes or whatever but uh it was funny i was talking to one of my friends who uh, is jewish and and hasn't really hasn't really watched much uh countdown to christmas and she was like they keep talking about christmas chicken christmas christmas food christmas pasta christmas and she's like what does that mean i'm like like, just put cranberry sauce on it i think that's what it comes down to it's christmas chicken it's got cranberry (laughs) sauce we'll have to prepare a platter for next time yeah We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. They're the good folks over at the Bundle Game and Hardy's Ass Bundle Listen from the creators of the Countdown to Christmas Hallmark Channel board game. There's now an official When Calls the Heart board game. Test your When Calls the Heart knowledge, recall your favorite show moments, and celebrate season eight. This game is so much fun. Like the name four card, name your four favorite episodes of When Calls the Heart. Not sure if I can narrow it down to just four. Or this acted out card, Love Triangle. That's a fun one. You can have these and many other cards in this fun game, When Calls the Heart board game. You can get your game at www.thebundlegame.com. Enter code Hallmarkies Podcast for free shipping. That's that's both words, Hallmarkies Podcast, free shipping. It's really fun. All kinds of trivia and fun stuff about your favorite show. So make sure to check out the When Calls the Heart board game at www.thebundlegame.com. Enter code Hallmarkies Podcast for free shipping. Anyway, so, well, so speaking of Christmas, so then you guys did Nostalgic Christmas and this was based on a book, right? It was, and we were the story consultants. We we didn't actually write. You did a rewrite? Well, we didn't do the rewrite. We just consulted with them on direction of the script. And so, yeah, so. um, Well, because I think the book originally, it's uh, Kevin 
major no what's it kevin major kevin minor i can't remember but he i think it it was a children's script oh, so in, initially i think right oh, so okay yeah, i think we had to kind of bring it into a hallmark-esque world but it was just ideas like we didn't write the drafts or anything like that because yeah. the book is like magical santas or something like that right wooden wooden Santa's. something like that well there's the wooden santas yeah yes and they inspire and um bring different messages of a hope and things like that i think that script went through different uh iterations to like quite a few mm-hmm. and it deviated from the book as well mm-hmm. it, it had to almost because it it, it, it wasn't, wasn't the target audience was so different like it wasn't a children's yeah. book it's even though Hallmark movies appeal to like, you know, from nine to 81, <laughs> like it's such a wide range of, um, of people. But Because if I recall correctly, that book, ha- I mean, that movie had two Christmas stores, not just one. Mm-hmm. And there was hers that had the Christmas Santas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were like magic Christmas Santas. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, good luck. Some of our ideas did not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we can uh, we can move on from that. (laughs) But I remember because the woodcutter was on Twitter, and she was amazing. I mean, incredibly talented. (laughs) And she was all talking about all of her Santas. I was like, that's really. Anyway, well, I mean, so. you know, the, the traditional wooden toys are really quite beautiful. Like oh, yeah. I was watching, a, I was just watching Rick Steves Europe with my daughter, and they were showing the Christmas market in Germany. And when you see these wooden Santas and wooden um, Christmas toys, they really are elaborate and they are like so traditional and they go back, you know, hundreds or thousands of years. And, and, they're so beautiful like they had like this really intricate almost like a carousel and I mean if those had been the type of wooden toys that you would mm-hmm. see in a wooden store I could see how it'd be like so sad to, to close something like that yeah. down but you know if it's just a, a wooden train you know there's not a lot nowadays with the kids and all their videos that we live in yeah. <laughs> are you are you ladies interested in writing your own christmas movie for hallmark we would yeah. love to yeah. i think you should well, yeah <laughs> you got any ideas Dory? <laughs> oh I'll, do we have think, ideas yeah let me think about it i'll, I'll send you a full list <laughs> i'll do that we'll credit you <laughs> we we've done a couple pitch sessions here uh where we just you know throw out ideas and there uh, we will not you don't have to worry about copyright or anything you can use all the ideas in the pitch sessions <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah i have we have no, no shortage of ideas <laughs> Fantastic, because sometimes yeah. you know um the ideas don't always come or they come <laughs> a little bit too late and we're yeah. like hey that's it we're mm-hmm. gonna create the world of whatever like the cranberries uh sorry it's you know it's already coming out it's like oh shoot you know we're a little bit too yeah. late Mm-hmm. Um, but don't be scared off by the names because a lot of times they have no real no real connection to the actual yeah. actual movie at all <laughs> yeah 
well, we, very true. We do yeah. have um, we do have another um, romantic comedy um, that's going to be filmed in the next few weeks. Ooh. Yes, and this one is actually <laughs> in the world of maple syrup, and that one does have a lot to do with maple syrup. Ah, <laughs> and it's uh, it's being produced by Nintendo, and we're really excited to have. Um, um, That'll probably be a fall movie. Well, it was supposed to be filmed last year, but okay. because of COVID, it yeah. um, pushed back. They they know that because of that I mean obviously it shut down everyone so we were just thrilled that they they're now pushing it towards March like we're thrilled about that because you know as every good Canadian knows that's when maple syrup is actually tapped you know <laughs> so it's like the springtime right so mm -hmm. it's yeah. um it, it might actually be a good thing that it was pushed maybe a little bit We'll look forward to Maple Your Heart coming out in fall. <laughs> like that, That's a great title. We should have thought yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, we should have totally thought of that. Well, You're natural. That's <laughs> okay. You can still use it. That's good. Yes, you can. <laughs> we'll send you a maple syrup bottle. Yes. <laughs> and all the yeah. <laughs> Deal. Deal. All right. So now we have Mix Up in the Mediterranean. And this to me felt like an homage to sort of screwball comedy of mm -hmm. the 40s. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was kind of your intent with kind of all the liars and the madcap kind ofness of it all. Um, but I really enjoy those. Uh, and I've, I've wanted there to be a little bit more comedy in Hallmark. And I'm excited to see them embracing that a little bit more. And so I was just wondering, kind of, was that what you were going for? Well, I mean, I think part of it is that because whenever there's um, like de deception, <laughs> it kind of comes that way. So, you know, we were cracking ourselves up when we wrote the scene where, you know, he's hugging, you know, Meg and his brother's coming and, you know, and they're about to be face to face. So I think it kind of has that just, I don't know if it's unintentional or not, but it just has that kind of moment where you're just doing that physical comedy of, get out of here, you know, I'm with my girl. And so I think, I think that for us, it just kind of came naturally in many spots because when you're pretending to be someone, it's, it's, it's like any kind of, I think, what was it? Lindsay Lohan, she did a, not a romantic comedy where she was the twin, right? Of Yeah. And it's kind of, it kind of lends itself to that, I think, because mm -hmm. there's always moments where they might run into each other or they might, you know, say the wrong thing, being the wrong twin. Mm -hmm. so and you I think need that, some of that brevity too, right? You need a little bit of that lightheartedness and the, the humor to sort of offset some of the, um, the other themes like you know, the sibling rivalry yeah. and the deception. Yeah, and you don't want it to be taking itself too seriously. You want yeah. to have it still be uplifting and light to watch. Especially and, and that's fun flirty. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's the fun flirty part, you know, when she doesn't know, like who, like she's always thinking this is the one brother. And so I think it, I think it just kind of developed as it came because mm -hmm. how else would, you know, because otherwise it becomes this doom and gloom thing. Like, you know, who are you? <laughs> like, what have you done? And so of course it comes at the end, but mm -hmm. during it, I think the the fun part is the audience isn't in, in on all of that, but obviously the heroine is not you know so mm -hmm. yeah because i love movies like that like bringing up baby and and <laughs> uh, you know just like real kind of screwball comedies are really fun and i liked this one that they went all the way because 
and Dory and I disagree on this one, but they did another Switch movie, Switched for Christmas, where everybody knew that they were switched. And in this case, so it wasn't very funny to me. In this case, <laughs> nobody knew that they had switched except for obviously the people involved. Right. And so then it, there was so much humor involved. Right. It's just we, craziness. We love that. That's the part that appealed to us. Like, wouldn't it be fun if, right? And um, yeah. yeah, it was It was a lot of fun writing it. It, it was really a lot was. of fun. If it made us laugh, we thought, okay, it's gonna you know, make the majority of people laugh, we hope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I mean, what actor too wouldn't wanna spread his wings and play two roles Two brothers but who different. are so different, yeah. and yeah, yeah. and Jeremy, he did such a great job. He did yeah. fantastic job. His comedic and timing is just flawless. Yeah, he's so and funny. He is, <laughs> and yet he can play sincere and romantic equally well. So, like, yeah. he's got it all. Like, and he just- had such great chemistry with Jessica Lounge. Like, she yeah. really, really seemed to hit it off, and it showed. It you felt it. So they yeah. did a really good job because, you know, Jonathan Wright, he directed it and he also directed um, Love Blossoms. Yeah. So ah. you could have, yeah, that lighthearted kind of. Is it you, hard when you're writing this kind of thing about people lying to keep them like still likable? Yes. Yeah, it's a fine line. <laughs> it's a fine line because, you know, we're always told not lie, <laughs> you know, you know, do not say you're something you're not, but. I think in, you get away with it in a Hallmark film like this, just because you can see how sincere he is, like that he's trying to steal from anybody. He's trying to help some his brother out who he loves. And so I think the intention and his heart is still pure. It's just, yeah, there's deception. There's definitely deception. So, but, for but, that's, but that's the obstacle, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you always plan on having the representation with it with a gay couple or was that something kind of new? Uh, with the new leadership and everything going on at Hallmark? No, it, it was like that from, from day one. The script, we, we wanted to write a story about two brothers and we didn't think consciously, oh, we have to have a gay, you know, it has to be gay. It was just, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if one was gay, one was straight? I mean, a lot of, um, you know. At that's core, conflict. Yeah, that's yeah. conflict. But at their core, they really are the same. And what we really wanted to write with this movie um, above everything else was a love story. And it's a love story, not just between the, you know, Megan, Megan, Josh, but it's a love story between like brothers, um, father and daughter. Uh, it's all the different relationships that make us who we are and all the dynamics that exist in a, in a family. And what I really appreciate too is in a recent Hollywood Reporter article that I read, um, the new CEO, you know, Ms. Lucas saying, that what she appreciated with Mix Up in the Mediterranean was that it was a messy script, like in the, in the good sense. It's not like everything's tied up with nice little ribbons. And I love to see that that's the direction Hallmark is going at. Um, from, from very first day though, Julie and I, when we wrote this, that's how we wrote it. Like we just wrote yeah. it because life works that way, right? Like not everything- It is messy. Is- and who you love, it's it's all of that. We all have, you know, people in our lives, family members, all, you might not like certain things, but you always love them, you know, about certain, you know, dynamics. So whether it's siblings, whether it's a loved one, you know, we didn't purposely say, let's write a, a, a love story that features a gay character. Like that's, that's why I think it was more natural in terms of how it evolved. You know, mm-hmm. it was always, we were just surprised actually that the, um, that it was 
kind of male driven because you know a lot of hallmark movies are female like from the female and so that in itself surprised us probably more just because we were told that that's not that's not the norm although you know maybe if they're kind of diversifying everything maybe that's a part of it as well so yeah yeah. that's true that's a good point and you said that you consulted with a chef in writing this in writing the film we did well not that he like told us he was just telling us like some of the pitfalls okay yeah yeah yeah, we said like what are some of the fun things or the things that happen um or what drives the chef crazy yeah yeah um and uh when when he represented canada in the cooking olympics like he was saying all kinds of things like which didn't actually make it to the final cut but um it was like making a ballotine where there's air pockets in it and then spackling it with regatta cheese and fun things like that that we kind of experimented with 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 certain drafts of the the script um but again like it would take away from the romance of you know between josh and meg so we didn't focus too much in the final draft of this on all those little techniques but yeah because we we just thought it was kind of funny that a guy who has no no formal training he's essentially a cook and to fool people who trained all their lives or who you know are formally trained and and he would have we thought some obstacles to get out of you know if you're formally trained you just kind of do it and but it wouldn't come naturally to him but he's he's very clever and he has his own place in Alaska and he's trained just like his brother by their mother you know like all of the stuff that would kind of make him overcome those odds but at the same time kind of have the kind of experience the obstacles that a true chef would have in real life and that's that's why talking to this guy was was so great because he could tell us stuff that we wouldn't know we we wouldn't have read about he he actually experienced it and we thought oh wouldn't wouldn't that be interesting to kind of kind of be kind of so caught you know essentially with your pants down you know you're so caught about what to do and have to do it now there's no going back and we thought that that the comedy of that would be kind of funny as well mm-hmm. but it, it was it's believable because he grew up cooking with his mother and his brother in the restaurant and I he think, loves cooking yeah and he loves cooking and he's passionate about it again but like um julie said like that's what gives it the believability factor too that you can say okay well i can see how he could be up there competing with the best of the best at the end um you know it's different if he's just slinging you know, burgers and, and bacon and eggs and, and not really experimenting with anything, but because we set it up that he's always experimenting and trying new things, hopefully, you know, the believability factor. Yeah. There. Well, if it's a fancy restaurant, you just say it's rustic. It's a yeah. rustic tart. <laughs> and charge like 20% yeah. more. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was one of the things we learned actually was it um who was it who told who taught us was it the chef where they call it potato bisque and they charge you so much more but really bisque is um soup made from shellfish so you cannot actually ever call anything tomato bisque or potato bisque unless it has shellfish in it but these fancy restaurants call <laughs> it's it essentially that, tomato soup exactly. yeah <laughs> so you know just learning little things like that were, were yeah. kind of fun um, but again, you can't put everything into a script. No, you can't. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What else would you like to know uh, about that? Or- well, it was fun that it was filmed in Malta. That must have been a neat thing to have. Obviously, you know, you can go on set or anything, but like that must have been cool. 
Yeah, so many people have said because of COVID, you know, nobody's traveled anywhere except to the grocery store. So to see like, you know, see the, the sun and I mean, you get the sun, but the sun and the, you know, the water and all of that, everyone who I've spoken to, yeah, have said, now I want to go to Malta, you know, yeah, me like, too. yeah, so we'll join you. I mean, <laughs> it's just, I think they did a great job of promoting that because you really felt that it was so warm and welcoming and, you know anyone can go there. And, and one of my, um, uh, one of my friends was saying that she's like, I, that's my first trip. I'm going to go to Malta. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought it was Machu Picchu, but now it's Malta. <laughs> you don't want to walk all those stairs. <laughs> I, I, I've been to Greece. Uh, when I was a teenager, I've never been, I've never been to Malta, but now you got to go. I went to Malta years ago and it was, be- I mean, it was beautiful. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I can see how people fell in love, you know, I'm hoping when this is all over, it'll be really cheap to travel because they'll be promoting and stuff. That's my well, kind of hope. Be cheap or it's going to be super expensive because everyone's going to have the same idea and it's like supply and demand. And so they're no. like <laughs> charging us an arm and a leg because everyone wants to go at once. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Know, that's going to be a great problem to have. Yeah, even, the option, <laughs> even the option that would be true. nice. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm just going to need to carry tissues around because I'm just going to be like openly weeping at like everything. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that for <laughs> the tarmac, you know? And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, until then, we have escapism with these movies. So that's. Thank God Hallmark is still making the movies and giving people these outlets, like, God bless them, honestly. I mean, even, you know, it's funny, my sister-in-law, her mother, who is not a Hallmark viewer generally, um, she she's loved sports and you know with COVID they shut every and she'll watch any yeah. sports like she'll watch you know anything thing sports related but then COVID shut everything down and so my sister-in-law was saying yeah then all of a sudden she's watching Hallmark movies because then again you know COVID happened and then she wanted an escape and now she loves them <laughs> like she yeah. just so I you know Hallmark movies definitely make people feel you know like happier and more you know more at ease I think it's gotten us through it it really has there's no doubt about it for sure That's right. Well, you two are completely lovely. It has been so great having you on, talking with you, getting to know you. Oh, we'll definitely have to have you back. Are there and any Thank you so much. Are there any other projects you're working on right now? Yeah. So, other than the maple one that we mentioned, um we have like a series that we're working on. Ooh. Uh, an episodic series, a drama. But it's nowhere near right now that we can sort of talk about it other than it's something we're excited about. That we have a, a few ideas and, and pitches that are that have garnered interest. But again, yeah. like COVID slowed a lot down. And so it's pushed yeah. projects out. So we just have to wait and see. There's a lot of the wait and see in this business. And unfortunately, with you know the way things have happened, um, in the whole world. Where- but the ideas never stop. I mean, they're always there. It's probably what's, besides COVID, it's probably what keeps us up at night. But um, you know, there's always something. <laughs> there's we always something. We, we yeah. hope we never stop writing. I, I mean, Julie's <laughs> a friend and uh, we have so much fun and we love bringing it to life with fantastic, you know, cast and crew and producers and yeah, they bring, bring it to life. That yeah. we, just, we, we're so blessed and we, we're really fortunate and we hope 
that we can continue and we yeah, can have more on. conversations like this. <laughs> I want to talk about instead of what my grocery <laughs> list is. Yeah, yeah exactly. when I'm going to do my laundry. <laughs> so, do you have a social media or anything like that that you want to share? Oh gosh, this no, is the we're... problem. That's, we're much, so that's fine. It. That's fine. We're so bad at it. We, I mean, I think Karina has a LinkedIn, and um... I have LinkedIn, and I'm on IMDb, but really, like. We're not on Twitter. We're not. <laughs> no, on it's, it's yeah. We're just we're so about just the writing, and that part takes we know a lot to yeah. maintain. Yeah, and I think That's you know it's funny. Right. Well, exactly, and you know it's funny because on IMDb, I'm like one of I think ten Julie Kims. I'm number seven, yeah. by the way. Krina <laughs> so, keeps Krina keeps um, hounding me, saying you got to put pictures up, you got to do something, and I'm like, I, know, I will get to it. I will definitely do that sometime this year. So you know, but I'll put up some pictures. I'll put up some facts. I'll put up some trivia. I'll do something because <laughs> you know the other stuff we're, we've been very lax at. And yeah. yeah, Instagram seems to be like the safest. Yeah, one, but yeah, but it's all right. It doesn't yeah. matter. Sa save but. your sanity. <laughs> save your sanity. <laughs> Social media can be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I went out with a friend of mine uh, for dinner and she like, she's just constantly on her phone. Oh, wait, sorry. I got to like this. Oh, wait, no, I have to do this. And I'm like, you got to take a picture of the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that person and I think yeah you know, if when I when I get deeply involved in something like I throw everything into it and with that personality I think it might be best if yeah. I sort of stay on the periphery for now yeah <laughs> if people need to reach us they can reach us I mean we have an agent we're on IMDb, for, I think. Yeah. We're on IMDb. <laughs> anyone's welcome to reach out to us we're very approachable people <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on this was oh, really fun so we really enjoyed it and we'll be glad to have you back oh, uh, so for the maple movie if not sooner <laughs> we yes. look forward to it <laughs> congratulations on the on the oh, film it was really fun thank you, thank you. <laughs> thanks guys all right, bye. 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 Get some sun. Bye. <laughs> I gotta take vitamin Thank D. You. I don't get sun. I gotta go. <laughs>